Hello, and welcome to the Keto for Christ podcast. Have you been struggling to have success with keto? Have you tried it in the past, had great results, but somehow life happened and you gained it all back? It's so much more difficult the second time around. Am I right? Trust me, friend, I understand and I feel your pain, frustration, and disappointment because that's exactly what happened to me. My name is Cherie Haynes, and I am so passionate about getting the message of keto out into the world. But what if I told you that bringing God into the equation could make all the difference? As Philippians 4.13 states, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So, do you want to do keto the easy way or the hard way? If you'd like to do keto the easy way, please join me each week as I share simple strategies for keto and as we pray together for the strength and commitment we need to honor this temple God has given us so that we can better serve Him. I believe when we do keto for Christ, success will be inevitable. Let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Hey love, I hope you are excited for today's episode after reading the title because this is a concept I recently came across and I could not wait to share it with you. So as you know, I love researching new concepts that will help you get the results that you're looking for. And I happened to be listening to a podcast called Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast, and the host was interviewing Dr. Pampa. I really enjoyed listening to him because he explains things in a way that are extremely easy to understand and comprehend. During this particular episode, he shared some struggles he personally had been dealing with, such as fatigue, brain fog, his digestion was not properly working, and he became intolerant to almost every food. He also experienced anxiety and was losing strength in the gym and noticed that he was gaining belly fat. Now, are you experiencing any of these symptoms, love? Or have you stopped losing weight or felt a weird shift going on in your body lately? If so, this episode is for you. There is a reason why this is happening. Well, Dr. Pompa finally realized what was going on in his body and was able to heal it and is now in the best shape of his life. And one thing I was really drawn to about him is the fact that he is thankful for this experience and truly feels God allowed him to go through all of this to call him to his purpose. So before we get into the concept, it's important to lay some groundwork. So I'm going to share that first, which will allow the rest to make much more sense. Trust me, love, I promise we will get to the good stuff soon. But Dr. Pompa says all the body wants to do is survive, so adaptation becomes the number one priority. When you adapt to a stress, you become better, right? For example, if you're lifting weights, you become stronger. But if you do the same exercises day after day, you stop creating a force that your body has to adapt to, and then you either plateau or even diminish eventually. Fasting is also a stress on your body. Your body has to adapt, so it raises the growth hormone. 
So some of us stop losing weight or possibly have never lost weight on keto, but keep going because they hear of all these stories of people having amazing results, yet wonder why it's not happening for them. When we eat keto or low carb, we are forcing the body into ketosis by eliminating sugar and glucose. Therefore, the body's only fuel source is fat. But the body just wants to survive and adapt. So at some point, it realizes that if this is my only fuel source, I better start preserving it because what if it runs out? And therefore, it finds ways to slow down fat metabolism. In the beginning, keto works so well because most of us have never run on ketones before and we've always been sugar burners, but eventually the body is going to question it. So if the metabolism slows down, what does that mean for us? Well, we stop losing weight, get weaker in the gym, and possibly start gaining more fat. When this happened to Dr. Pompa initially, he just dropped his carbs down to 10 grams per day and thought that would be the solution, but it didn't work. He continued to get weaker and gain more fat. As Dr. Pompa says in his book, Beyond Fasting, if fat is the body's main and only fuel, it will do everything it can to hold on to this precious fuel at all costs to survive. The point is, your metabolism slows, decreasing fat burning and energy. He goes on to say, oh, it gets worse. The body will break muscle down into glucose using a process called gluconeogenesis. I was becoming skinny fat. Trust me, not a good look. All right, so he shares this analogy that makes perfect sense. Let's just say you're in a cabin in the middle of Alaska. You have enough wood, which is your fuel source, to last through a hard winter. But this particular winter, it's especially cold. Therefore, you're burning through your wood much faster than normal. Once you realize this, you have to conserve, and therefore you slow down your wood burning and start burning much less. So this is what is happening in our bodies when they don't think they have enough fuel to survive, and so they slow down our metabolism as a way of surviving. So now, the temperature in your cabin in Alaska is only 50 degrees, but that's what you have to do in order to not blow through all of your wood before the end of the winter. Well, let's just say a kind neighbor happens to drive by and notices your dwindling pile of wood and comes to you and says, hey, I have so much wood. Let me have one of my guys dump you a whole new pile. Amazing, right? So now you can breathe a sigh of relief and get your temperature back up to 70 degrees in your house. Well, very similarly, our bodies react to feast days. They finally realize they aren't starving. There is plenty of food and they can finally relax. Isn't this exciting? So our bodies need feast and famine days. When we suddenly start to include one to two feast days each week, our body realizes we are not starving and can use fat as fuel again. So what do we eat on these feast days? No, I'm sorry to tell you pizza and pasta aren't necessarily encouraged, but you can eat healthy carbs such as more fruit, 
sweet potatoes, yams, and other starchy veggies. He suggests that we increase our carb intake on these days to 150 grams of carbs. Now, an alternative though is that we can instead increase calories and protein. So if you feel your body is telling you that you need more protein instead of carbs on your feast day, listen to it. The point is to just increase calories so that your body knows it's not starving. And then on the other days of the week, you can eat normal keto or incorporate one to two days of fasting. So he gives us a couple of examples. But again, it's more about us trying different combinations to see what works best for our individual body. Because I don't know if you realize this or not, but one size definitely does not fit all when it comes to weight loss. So here are a couple of combinations. 5-1-1. So you'll eat five days of normal keto, one day of feasting, and one day of fasting where you eat just one meal or not at all. Another combination could be four to one, and you could experiment with either four days of regular keto, two days of fasting and one day of feasting, or four days of keto, two days of feasting and one day of fasting. He explained that women who are dealing with thyroid or adrenal issues or are going through menopause or perimenopause might need the extra feast day. Very interesting, right? And on that note, something that really made sense to me, but I'm not sure why I hadn't tried this myself, was that Dr. Pompa says the five to seven days before our cycle, when we have all of those cravings, is when we should be listening to our bodies. God knew what he was doing when he created the female body. We have this innate intelligence and our bodies know what they need. So why do we try so hard to ignore the cravings and fight through those temptations? Well, Dr. Pompa is giving us full permission to have feast days for at least the five days leading up to our cycle. And he says if we do this, it is hormone magic for the rest of the month. The week before our cycle, we have so many hormone conversions happening and we need insulin, which plays an important role in those hormone conversions. Now, I haven't had a chance to really experiment with the feast and fasting days and check my ketone levels yet, so that will be for another episode. But I just happened to catch this information right before my cycle And let me tell you, I was at Costco and they had these huge organic strawberries that looked absolutely amazing and I bought them. I have missed fruit so much on keto, haven't you love? Well, the five days prior to my cycle, I ate very similar to how I normally eat on keto, but I did have some of those delicious strawberries almost every day. And one night for dinner, all I ate was chia seed pudding, about four to five of the strawberries cut up, and a fourth of a cup of blueberries. And it was amazing and exactly what my body needed. And you know what? I didn't crave any of the chocolate carby treats I normally would, such as cookies, brownies, or ice cream. I think I had a couple of keto chocolate scores one day, but that was it. Now, I hear you, love. This sounds way too good to be true, right? You're thinking, there has got to be a catch. I can hear this question popping up right now. You're wondering, 
isn't this going to kick me out of ketosis? Well, of course, on the days you're feasting, it's pointless to check your ketone and blood glucose levels, and the next morning you're definitely going to still be out of ketosis. But Dr. Pompa says the second morning is where the magic is. He said you'll see your highest ketone levels because this is revving up your metabolic fire. So are you as excited as I am to try this? I cannot wait to hear all about your success, love. I think this is the missing piece we've all been needing, don't you? Well, I think I've thrown enough at you for one day, but I'd like to leave you with this verse to think about this week. Psalm 142 verse 3. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Dr. Pompa and allowing him to share this amazing concept with us. It makes so much sense because you made our bodies so perfectly. And just as we need to trust you more, we need to learn to trust that our body will tell us exactly what we need if we only listen. Thank you for the incredible temples you have entrusted us with, Lord. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. to remind you that I am a certified health and life coach and would love the opportunity to work with you one-on-one if there's something that you're struggling with. Sometimes if we are able to dig a little deeper into your personal situation, we can get to the root of the problem together. If you'd like more information, please send me an email at healthcoach.sharihaines at gmail.com. Bye for now, and I hope you have a blessed week in the Lord.